This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Steve Brown. The Age of Reason by Thomas Paine. Part First, Section Four. These books, beginning with Genesis and ending with Revelation, which, by the by, is a book of riddles that requires a revelation to explain it, are, we are told, the word of God. It is, therefore, proper for us to know who told us so, that we may know what credit to give to the report. The answer to this question is that nobody can tell, except that we tell one another so. The case, however, historically appears to be as follows. When the church mythologists established their system, they collected all the writings they could find and managed them as they pleased. It is a matter altogether of uncertainty to us whether such of the writings as now appear under the name of the Old and New Testament are in the same state in which those collectors say they found them, or whether they added altered, abridged, or dressed them up. Be this as it may, they decided by vote which of the books out of the collection they had made should be the word of God, and which should not. They rejected several. They voted others to be doubtful, such as the books called the Apocrypha, and those books which had a majority of votes were voted to be the word of God. Had they voted otherwise, all the people, since calling themselves Christians, had believed otherwise. For the belief of the one comes from the vote of the other. Who the people were that did all this, we know nothing of. They called themselves by the general name of the church, and this is all we know of the matter. As we have no other external evidence or authority for believing these books to be the word of God, than what I have mentioned, which is no evidence or authority at all, I come in the next place to examine the internal evidence contained in the books themselves. In the former part of this essay, I have spoken of Revelation. I now proceed further with that subject for the purpose of applying it to the books in question. Revelation is a communication of something which the person to whom that thing is revealed did not know before. For if I have done a thing, or seen it done, it needs no revelation to tell me I have done it, or seen it, nor to enable me to tell it, or to write it. Revelation, therefore, cannot be applied to anything done upon earth, of which man himself is the actor or the witness. And consequently, all the historical and anecdotal parts of the Bible, which is almost the whole of it, is not within the meaning and compass of the word revelation, and therefore is not the word of God. When Samson ran off with the gateposts of Gaza, if he ever did so, and whether he did or not is nothing to us, or when he visited his Delilah, or caught his foxes, or did anything else what has revelation to do with these things? If they were facts, he could tell them himself, or his secretary, if he kept one, could write them. 
if they were worth either telling or writing, and if they were fictions, revelation could not make them true. And whether true or not, we are neither the better nor the wiser for knowing them. When we contemplate the immensity of that being who directs and governs the incomprehensible whole, of which the utmost ken of human sight can discover but a part, we ought to feel shame at calling such paltry stories the word of God. As to the account of the creation with which the book of Genesis opens, it has all the appearance of being a tradition which the Israelites had among them before they came into Egypt, and after their departure from that country, they put it at the head of their history without telling, as it is most probable, that they did not know how they came by it. The manner in which the account opens shows it to be traditionary. It begins abruptly. It is nobody that speaks. It is nobody that hears. It is addressed to nobody. It has neither first, second, nor third person. It has every criterion of being a tradition. It has no voucher. Moses does not take it upon himself by introducing it with the formality that he uses on other occasions, such as that of saying, The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Why it has been called the Mosaic account of the creation, I am at a loss to conceive. Moses, I believe, was too good a judge of such subjects to put his name to that account. He had been educated among the Egyptians, who were a people as well skilled in science and particularly in astronomy as any people of their day, and the silence and caution that Moses observes in not authenticating the account is a good negative evidence that he neither told it nor believed it. The case is that every nation of people has been world makers and the Israelites had as much right to set up the trade of world-making as any of the rest, and as Moses was not an Israelite, he might not choose to contradict the tradition. The account, however, is harmless, and this is more than can be said of many other parts of the Bible. Whenever we read the obscene stories, the voluptuous debaucheries, the cruel and torturous executions, the unrelenting vindictiveness with which more than half of the Bible was filled, it would be more consistent that we called it the word of a demon than the word of God. It is a history of wickedness that has served to corrupt and brutalize mankind, and for my part I sincerely detest it as I detest everything that is cruel. We scarcely meet with anything a few phrases accepted, but what deserves either the abhorrence or our contempt till we come to the miscellaneous parts of the Bible. In the anonymous publications, the Psalms, the book of Job, more particularly in the latter, we find a great deal of elevated sentiment reverentially expressed in the power and benignity of the Almighty but they stand on no higher rank than many other compositions of similar subjects, as well before that time as since. The Proverbs, which are said to be Solomon's, though most probably a collection, because they discover a knowledge of life which his situation excluded him from knowing, 
are an instructive table of ethics. They are inferior in keenness to the proverbs of the Spaniards, and not more wise and economical than those of the American Franklin. All the remaining parts of the Bible, generally known by the name of the prophets, are the works of the Jewish poets and itinerant preachers who mix poetry. Footnote. As there are many readers who do not see that a composition is poetry unless it be in rhyme, it is for their information that I add this note. End of footnote. Anecdote and devotion together, and those works still retain the air and style of poetry, though in translation. Poetry consists principally in two things, imagery and composition. The composition of poetry differs from that of prose in the manner of mixing long and short syllables together. Take a long syllable out of a line of poetry and put a short one in the room of it, or put a long syllable where a short one should be, and that line will lose its poetical harmony. It will have an effect upon the line like that of misplacing a note in a song. The imagery in these books, called the Prophets, appertains altogether to poetry. It is fictitious and often extravagant and not admissible in any kind of writing than poetry. To show that these writings are composed in poetical numbers, I will take ten syllables as they stand in the book and make a line of the same number of syllables, heroic measure, that shall rhyme with the last word. It will then be seen that the composition of these books is poetical in measure. The instance I shall produce is from Isaiah. Hear, O ye heavens, and give ear, O earth. Tis God himself that calls attention forth. Another instance I shall quote is from the mournful Jeremiah, to which I shall add two other lines for the purpose of carrying out the figure and showing the intention of the poet. Oh, that mine head were waters and mine eyes, were fountains flowing like liquid skies. Then would I give the mighty flood release, and weep a deluge for the human race. End of section 4